today. <clears throat> Looking forward to a great time of, of God's Spirit moving in this house. But we want to we wanna start this service with prayer. We have a special need today. And uh, would you stand with us? Um, Sister Crystal's and Brother Conward's Meemaw is, has fallen and, and uh, cracked the, the socket. And, and so she's in a tremendous amount of pain. And I told her we'd just have special prayer. Let's, let's do that. Could we bind together? Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord God, by the power and the authority of the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name we ask you, God, let your blood be applied for healing on this body, Lord God. Take away the pain, Lord. God, you can do all things, Lord Jesus. And we trust. We trust in you, O oh Lord, our hope. Our wonder, our presence, our powers in you, Lord God. We worship you, O oh Lord Jesus. We worship you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. If you remain standing, if you have your Bibles, <clears throat> if you will turn with me to Second uh, Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 2. Timothy leaves these words. Paul leaves these words with Timothy. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. You can be seated. Obviously, I think you know what I'm going to preach today. Is uh, the title is of this lesson is preach the word. The aged Paul experienced, <clears throat> and he is uh, tried, tested. He gives a command to young Timothy: just preach the word. The importance of preaching is often overlooked. It's just something we do. You know, what we, we just we preach, you know, and, and that's, that's the part. But we must not underestimate its value and its, its importance because the word preach appears in the New Testament over 50 times. And the word <coughs> preached um, over 50 times. And the word preacher or preaches and any other uh, uh, derivative of that word over 50 times. So over 150 times uh, this, this reference, the Bible gives reference in the New Testament to preaching or the preached Word of God. Now that's not included. The Old Testament is not included in there. And this is also excluding those references uh, to teach or teaching with uh, many of the references found in, in the epistles and, and uh, instructing us to the, the value of preaching. There are many, many that, that uh, Jesus leaves with his disciples as he gives them insight and instruction. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 11. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach and so ye believed. It's just a very simple fact, Paul says. It's, <clears throat> it doesn't matter who's doing the preaching. It doesn't matter who's bringing it forth. Whoever it is, if it's me or if it's somebody else, Paul says, we preach and it brings to those that hear believing. Just that simple. We preach and so we believe. That preaching has such a connection and it's such uh, interlocked with, with receiving and believing from God 
And so the prerequisite to receiving anything from God, anything, healing, whether it be promises fulfilled or deliverance in your life or answers, anything is faith, believing in God, believing in God. Hebrews 11 and verse number 6, without, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He that comes to God must believe. Is, it, is that not what the Scripture tells us? He that comes to God first must believe. You've got to believe that he, that he is the God. You've got to believe that He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You've got to believe that He is God manifest in the flesh. You've got to believe that He is and that He also rewards those that seek Him. He rewards your faithfulness. He rewards your prayer. He rewards your seeking Him. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. You know, the, the devil tries to, to uh, come against us at times, and he tries to convince us that God doesn't care, that, that the Lord uh, doesn't care anything about you or me at all. But understand, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's, that's in the DNA of the Word. That's in, that's in the DNA of believing. If you can believe, all things are possible to those that believe. Is it not written that way? And so he that comes to God must believe that he is. Paul said, we preach and people believe. You know, many times people get hung up over a preacher. Uh, I can tell you firsthand that a preacher is a man that is subject to the flesh in, in the sense that he has faults, sometimes failures, moments of doubt, even indecision. Apostle Peter, referencing Elijah, said, he is a man of like passions as we are. You know, he has the, he has the same. And you can, you know, I, I've mentioned this uh, several times and, and uh, <clears throat> talking, you know, uh, when, when he was talking about this very same thing, that uh, a man of like passions as we are. And so, so what, what was he referring to? Perhaps he was referring to him feeling like he was the only one. Perhaps he was referring to him feeling like he was all alone. Perhaps it was referring to him sitting in the cave or whatever it was that he was referring to. But first of all, a preacher must be faithful and live above reproach. But preachers do make mistakes. <clears throat> but a preacher should never be our focus. Our focus is on the Word of God. Isn't it, isn't it the, the craziest thing you ever heard? That God chose men, women, to bring the Word of the Lord. God chose flesh to bring. Why didn't he just get, get an angel that could get everything right? Why didn't he just, just pick something? And, and why didn't he come himself? Why didn't he stay and, and, just, uh, and, and just make sure everybody? Because he gives us a choice. And he gives us an opportunity. But the Word of God is so powerful. Preached Word of God is so necessary to us. And so we should focus on that. Hebrews 4 and 12. You know, <clears throat> we, hopefully many of us have, have, have learned this in the last 
few weeks in Bible quizzing, but the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You didn't think I could do that, did you? <clears throat> That's the very first one on the list. But the Word of God is quick. That, that just means the Word of God is alive. The Word of God lives. The Word of God is a, is a living, living thing. The Word of God is so alive and, and so living for us. And we must understand that, that that Word is quick and powerful. That Word, preaching is not some weak thing that we do. Preaching is not just flesh. But we must focus on the message and not the messenger. The message, the Word, releases deliverance. The Word brings hope into our life. The Word allows us to walk into the presence of God. Whenever the preaching of the Lord goes forth, something has to happen. Whenever the Word of God goes forth, something has to happen. The Word of God ministers and moves and makes itself, makes the, the presence of God manifest in our life through preaching. <clears throat> Hallelujah. This message, this word that delivers, that delivers us, this word that sets us free, this word that gives answers to our life. Paul explains it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. Paul said, I didn't come preaching to you with a great story. I didn't come trying to tell you some neat things and, and, uh, and learn words and phrases, how to move people, how to make friends and influence people. And I, I didn't come to you in that, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Man, y'all kind of get the vibe that Paul is thinking quite a bit of himself, isn't he here? <clears throat> no, it's really not. You're looking at it wrong. He said, I didn't come with, with human words and, and because I, I don't have that, but I come to you with the Word of God. This is, this is not my power. This is the Word's power. When you preach, something happens. When you begin to preach the Word of God, something takes place. When you begin to minister from the Word of God, something begins to happen in our life. Hallelujah. The power of the Word is not found in the eloquence of the speaker. The power of the Word is not found in the formation of catchy sayings or neat stories and examples that we might give. The power in the Word is the Word itself, that it is alive. It is alive. It lives. <clears throat> I've mentioned this often. Let me mention it again. How many times do we thumb through the pages of this book in a time of difficulty, in a time of trial, in a time of uh, searching and looking for God, and the words jump out at us? 
The word speaks. We must value the word of God. We must value the preached word of God. You may not like me. You may not like the way I tie my tie. You might not like the way I comb what little hair I've got left. But you've got to like the Word of God. You've got to like the Word of God because the Word of God brings health to your soul. The Word of God brings answers to your life. The Word of God is alive for you. God's Word brings results in your life. Jesus outlines this over and over and over in the Word. I don't have to bring each, each Scripture. don't have time to bring each, each Scripture. But Jesus hammers the importance of preaching over and over and over. In fact, the first thing that you read about Jesus is what? He came preaching. He came preaching. That was his ministry. That was his calling. He outlined its importance in Luke chapter 4, verse number 18. <clears throat> the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and re recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now, I, I want you to know that he fulfilled that prophecy of Isaiah 61 and 1. The prophet Isaiah wrote many years before that the Messiah would come. And, that this, and he gave it almost word for word for what Jesus quoted. He is our way maker. Who? Jesus. He is our answer. Who? Jesus. Jesus is our example in life. He's everything. His, his word is all powerful. In fact, the, the word of God declares that his word shall not return into him void. God's word will not return into him empty, but God's word uh, will return into him fulfilling and accomplishing those things that he desires. His word. His word, when it, when it speaks, <clears throat> it may not change us, but it has the power to. It may not deliver us, but it has the power to. Its purpose is to. But we must also respond to the word. You know, uh, he sets the example. Jesus sets the example uh, of anointing and uh, ministry in the preached word of God, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the word. Now, we should love preaching. We should value preaching. The neat thing about preaching is it sprays all over the congregation. And if you're sitting in a first few rows, you might get other kind of spray. Especially when it's going good. <clears throat> you know, I, uh, just kidding, but I, I you know, I, I judge how effective I was in the service by how far I spit. You, you said I prefaced that with just kidding. But 
The neat thing about preaching is it sprays everywhere. It targets individuals. I've had multiple times over and over, you know, that, that the Lord has given me a message and I've preached it. And at the end of the service, I've had multiple people tell me, Pastor, that was just for me. Well, how could it be just for you? That's, that's the value of the preached Word of God. It targets us as a group, but it also reaches into our hearts individually. The, the preached Word of God that is alive, the preached Word of God that can span where the same message can be different completely from one to the other. The same uh, results are available even though there is, a, there is a, just a, a, a total difference in, in what the needs are and what the circumstance may be. Preaching. Preaching delivers the gospel to those considered poor. <clears throat> Why does it say that? Why doesn't say it say, I've come to preach the gospel to the poor and also to the rich? Was God no respecter of persons? No. What he's talking about when he talks, refers about preaching the gospel to the poor is those that don't know him, those that do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you've got a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're considered one of the richest individuals on this planet. If you've got a relationship with Jesus Christ, you, you are blessed beyond measure. But the poor is those that have no relationship with him, that those that don't know him in the power of, of his resurrection, those that don't know him in the fellowship of his suffering. So <clears throat> preaching delivers that word of God. Preaching, the, the Bible tells us here, heals the broken heart. Preaching brings deliverance to those that are held captive. Preaching brings deliverance of those that are held captive by habit, by addiction, or by circumstance. Preaching brings deliverance to those that are held in bondage by sin. Those that, that are in bondage simply because uh, of choices that they make. Those that are in bondage simply because uh, the, the allowing of, of, the, of the world and the presence of the world to direct them and, and move in their hearts and in their lives. Preaching brings spiritual enlightenment to those blinded for whatever reason. <clears throat> we all are sometimes affected by blindness. No, Pastor, I can see very, very clearly. I can see all the faults. I can see every failure. Just can't see mine. But we all become blinded. We all at times, allow blindness to happen to us. Trouble and difficulty sometimes blinds us. Preaching brings true liberty. It shines the light of Christ into our lives. Right now, 
the light of Jesus Christ is shining across this congregation. Right now, the light of Jesus Christ is moving in this congregation. We have the responsibility to hear the word. <clears throat> we must take responsibility and to allow the light of Jesus Christ to shine in our heart. Remember what Brother Nichols said, his pastor after every service. <clears throat> Help me out, Sister Grace. What did he say? Pray the, the word, pray the sermon into your spirit before you leave the house. Hallelujah. It's very important. God, shine in my life. You know, sometimes we, because of circumstance, because of difficulty, because of trouble, we set up walls. Don't touch me. Don't reach in. God, don't come near me. Oh, no, we would never say that. But that's what we do. And the preach word of God. God, <clears throat> let this preach word of God go forth to every heart and every life in this service. You know, I, I believe, I believe with, with this lesson today. <clears throat> I believe with this, with this word of God. I believe it has the power to change everything. And I believe this, this message that go, that's going forth today is going to result, Pastor Jason, in a tremendous service here in just a little bit later. And a, and a tremendous move of God that where God reaches to us and God touches us. We have a responsibility to hear the Word. Allow its light to shine in your life, my life. How many times have we just said, open. Here I am, Lord. God, speak to me. God, let your word minister to my life this day. I remember some of you old codgers that are here today. <clears throat> I say that respectfully. Just with a little cavalierly, I guess, that you would say. Um, but in the old days, at church, a preacher would be preaching hard, and <clears throat> he would name something, and he would preach something, and if it, if it hit home, those in the, in the audience would respond with this, oh me. Anybody remember those days? Oh me. Whatever happened to that? We don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to be pointed out. But why would it be? Why would it ever be? I believe in Jesus' name. I believe in the authority and power of the Word. I believe when the Word goes forth that it should move upon us. It should convict me. Pastor, you're standing up there in the front of the crowd. You know... You don't ever face anything. Perhaps. You don't ever go through any difficulty. Perhaps. That's what you might think. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you're human, 
Job says, man is born of a woman and he's got troubles. Well, not exactly like that. He just said, man is born of a woman a few days and full of trouble. But uh, <clears throat> let me paraphrase it. And so every, everybody faces something. Everybody goes through difficulties in their life. But the Word of God, the preach Word of God should bring conviction to us. The preach Word of God should make us want to live for the Lord. The preach Word of God should, should excite us, God. I need you, O oh Lord God. I need you. The most important thing that we need is the presence of God in our life. The most important thing we need is the Word of God that leads us and moves us and changes us. We have a responsibility to hear the Word of God. Hallelujah. An important part of receiving the preached Word is, uh-oh, Ben, I... I hate to say this. The important part of receiving is, can I just dodge this part? I don't want to hear all of you say, oh me. The important part of receiving is admitting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Kathy. That a response that all of us should have made. The importance is fessing up, being real, and being truthful with the Lord. You see, taking responsibility. You can, I, I've mentioned this before, you can either be a victim or a victor. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody faces problems and difficulties. Everybody goes through things. But forgiveness only works when the offense is admitted to and confessed. Okay? Got really quiet. Um, can you imagine praying? Oh, God. If I've ever done anything to you or against you, please forgive me. Wow, that's quite the prayer, isn't it? Have you ever told somebody that? Yeah, you have. I have. We all have at some point in time, probably. There's some perfect among us, but... <clears throat> God... If I've ever done anything wrong, forgive me. It doesn't work with individuals and it doesn't work with God. It's, it's a cop-out. We must get specific with God. We know and He knows. He knows all about us. He knows those things. We can put on a front. We can put on a facade. But we've got to get real with God. We've got to get down where the rubber meets the road. You see, 1 Corinthians speaks like this. In 1 Corinthians 1 and verse number 17, and I, I want to read the whole, uh, the whole Scripture for you. For Christ sent me not to baptize, 
Now, that's a whole other lesson, but I, I won't go into detail that, that uh, people have said, well, you know, Paul didn't believe in baptism. Uh, do what now? <clears throat> Read all of his other epistles. Uh, yes, he, he, he believed in baptism, but that wasn't his focus. He had others doing the baptizing for him. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. You see, here he is again. He says, it's not with words. It's not with fancy words and saying, but, it, but there's something here that, that, is, that has been set in forth in our life. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath, God, hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now, <clears throat> this doesn't say it. God chose foolish preaching. That we just get up here and say foolish things. Get up here and say the most outlandish things that you can say. And man, God's pleased with that because that's really foolish. No, the foolishness, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to the human mind. It doesn't make sense to, to anything. It doesn't make sense to the world. Why would you get up here on a Sunday morning and preach? Why would you, why would you do that? Why, what, what reason is but to us that know it is the power of God? It brings forth restoration. It brings forth help and hope. It brings forth a wonder of the power of the Word of Almighty God. Hallelujah. For the Jews require sign, and the, the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. You see, even though they were looking for him, even though they, they if, if you would have asked any Jew at the time of Jesus' ministry on earth, if you would have asked them, what are you looking and waiting for? A hundred percent probably. We are waiting for the Messiah. We are looking for the promised one that the prophets told us would come. We're looking for him. But yet in all of their looking, they were fooled because it didn't happen the way that they thought it would. So many times, God moves in ways that you never thought it would. God works in mysterious ways. God moves in, in ways that are hidden. God moves in ways that are secret. God moves in ways that to the carnal mind is enmity to him. To, to the carnal mind or the fleshly mind, sometimes his ways are just stupid. Be real honest with you. Why? Why would you do that, God? Why would you allow that, God? Why would you let that, God, happen? But we preach Christ crucified. Verse 24, but unto them which are called, 
both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Paul admonishes this. He just says, we preach. Jerry Jones wrote a book, and the title of the name of the book is We Preach. He preached a message at General Conference a few uh, years back, and it was from the same theme, We Preach. What he said basically was when you can't figure anything out, when you're at loss maybe for what to do or say, what do you do? We preach. When you need a word from God, what do you do? You preach. When you need something to happen, when you need answers, what do you do? We preach. When you need healing, what do you do? We preach. When we need the voice of God, what do we do? We preach. When we need anything from God, a move of God, what do we do? We preach. Because the power of God is in the preached Word of God. That the Word of God goes forth. The Word of God brings healing and hope into our lives. The Word Word of God is alive. We preach. Oh, hallelujah. In Romans chapter 10, in verse number 8, reads, but what saith it? What does it really say? What does it really declare to you? What does it speak to you? It speaks this, the word is nigh thee. The word is near you. The word is close to you. The word is so close to you that I've mentioned this before. Sometimes it just accidentally hits you. You know, here's the deal. God's promises, God's Word is wrapped up in our response to Him and our reaching for Him. But sometimes God's so close and He wants it so bad that He just bumps into you. People have told me, people in the world, you know, I I don't know, you know, I don't really live for the Lord. I don't. But you know, just the other day, this happened. Duh. What happened? The word is nigh. The word is near. And God just bumps into people. God allows people to feel His presence. When we preach, the word comes to you and to me, the hearer. Pastor, what are you saying to you? I'm probably convicted more of my preaching than you are. Well, what do you do about it? I try to change. Fall on my knees before God and say, Oh, me. God, here I am. As Isaiah said, here I am. Send me. Change me, Lord. God, 
change me. Let your spirit speak to me. It's so necessary that your word changes me. Any time that I hear your word, it's so necessary that when I walk out of the doors of the house of God, that I'm changed by the power of the preached word of God. It's near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. When you receive the Word of God, we speak it out. Apply the Word of God to your situation. Embrace the Word of God. Respond to the Word of God. For the Word brings power. The Word brings hope. The Word sets us free. It's not in fancy sayings, Paul said. Not in cliches and cool stuff. It's a demonstration of the power of Almighty God. Oh, God, speak to my heart. Oh, God, let your spirit speak to me today, Lord God. Oh, God, let me open up, Lord Jesus. Let me be healed and moved by your presence. It's in power and demonstration. Shall we stand? It's in power and demonstration of the Spirit. Power and demonstration of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost is liberating. Oh, come on. Come on, let's step into the presence of God. Come on, in this next service, let's allow the Spirit to move freely. Let's let our worship be worship like never before. Let our praises be like praises never before. Let our praises reach to the throne room. Let our praises be pleasing to God. Let our worship be pleasing to God. Oh, Lord Jesus, we love you, God. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah.